Welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the 13th and final episode of CW's Charmed Season 4. This is the end, but it's actually not called that. It's called The End is Never the End. But it is. This episode was written by Jeffrey Lieber and Nikki Renna, written or directed by Kevin Dowling. I gave it an 8.2 out of 10. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't my favorite. Not by a long shot of this entire season. But I thought it was good. And the last, I think, maybe five minutes was really good for fans of the original Charmed, which I am not. So I think that was much more uh, impactful or profound for them than it was for me. If it wasn't for Trevor telling me that they had a plan for season five, I would have thought that they came back and filmed the last five minutes of the show because it felt very disconnected from the rhythm that was in the first the first uh, 40 something minutes. But I could be wrong there. Let's jump right into it, shall we? How Safina's watching the tape she comes into the blue camellia like everybody shut the fuck up i've got evidence that the world is destroyed and we do not come out winning so we need to course correct this immediately or everyone's going to be trees i love the fact that mel called her girl out on leaving her ass and she clarified what they had was real and she better not hop in that damn coffin without seeing me off first i like that because that's the one thing I wanted out of this entire finale I suppose I'm happy because they all watch the tape and they all realize holy shit we really need to make sure this doesn't happen they go off on their separate missions Mel goes to find uh, Kayla Josefina goes to find Harry and Maggie goes to find Jordan realizing that she has an absolute gem kisses him says she loves him everything that he needed but at this point i'm just i'm not over it it's a me thing i'm fine with that i did not hear it i'm sorry and next time i saw her i really needed to see her massaging his shoulders with his feet up and she cooking him dinner in her pumps just for his enjoyment i love you bitch I ain't gonna never stop loving you, bitch. Harry comes in all frazzled, telling Roxy, have you heard of other universes? Nope. But I did shrooms once. Does that answer your question? Okay, I have these problems. Yeah, I do too. Can you run the blue camellia for me? Because I don't care about your problems. <laughs> Why did he turn his nose up though? Like I have better things to do. It's time to stop. Ain't this a safe, a safe space for magical beings? Honestly, you need something to do other than what you're not doing currently but at least by the end of the episode he has some clarification on what his life choices need to be but i do feel as if it wasn't explored as much at least in my mind harry losing his way they get the book of shadows back but please explain why nobody thought to i don't know knock this motherfucker out it's three of y'all and we all know he's suffering from diabetes stop talking lock him the fuck out bitch shut the fuck up 
if i didn't already see them try to get through to this guy i wouldn't have been so impatient at the fact that all three of them just needed to stand in front of him in those robes i'm not even sure why those robes because there was no other acolytes around but sure they look really good in the robes but why couldn't one creep up behind him stop what he was doing and knock him the fuck out because you know this guy is clearly not in his right mental state and he has done something and we need to talk to him about it but also you want to die and i don't feel the compassion to save you which is why i don't feel like they should have had a conversation with them just where the fuck is what what were you doing why were you doing it you don't want to answer me fine die yourself he tells them that everyone is going to die because this is the last day for humanity on earth anara has the power to change the world and just now decided that she is gonna make everyone die i didn't get it at first so i'm glad that they did explain a little bit later because i was not i was too distracted by that non-existent blood going on that dude's face i was like that looks like paint so bad so bad why would anyone put blood on their face what was that for other than i'm being creepy in the woods right now jordan is so damn cute i'm gonna miss him more than the sisters i love you and i miss you he was in such pain for humanity everyone only looked temporarily devastated now let us discuss this next scene because i don't know if i was the only one that was like why is this here but i have some words to say about it now scientifically it does say that women actually do not despite popular theory actually sync up their periods just because they're in close proximity that is a myth now i personally believe that there are some things science can't can explain and a woman syncing up with the other women in her household their periods is just one of those things that seem to happen or it's just the weirdest coincidence in the fucking history and i have lived in a home with four sisters so you ain't telling me something i have not concretely seen with my own fucking eyeballs to exist but in the inference of the show why was this like i got a headache i just got my period bitch me too i got mine too uh i'll make you some tea when we done with all this the world is ending pop a damn advil and keep it going or a freaking might all why did y'all feel the need to announce your period and continue that conversation i know jordan is like a brother but he ain't your brother and even if he was my brother i've never felt the need to be like i'm gushing and my pushing Yay! and then they made it even creepier by him being like that sisterly connection <laughs> what <laughs> that is the, the like being caring for each other sure but <laughs> i don't think a man i don't care how pro fucking female you are is gonna stand there and be like that sisterly connection you guys got you're gonna be looking at them like can y'all stop talking about this shit i'm right here they decide at that moment that they should go find the sisters of uh anara because that was always an option and on the table and should have been followed up on much sooner 
y'all just let the guardian y'all saw her creeping around and y'all ain't never followed up on that at all like i don't know what she was doing there i didn't need to ask any follow-up questions we have a necromancer or a necro <laughs> lighter and we need for him to go get some answers we may have been able to handle this uh in a different manner if you had you know asked the tough questions maggie gets a a premonition and she realizes or she thinks that she's been kidnapped by guard by demons just because she's fighting at a demon club that's a lot of assumptions they have a tendency to make an ass out of you and me you really need to watch that tape that was the funniest part of this episode kayla was the funniest part because she was really committed to playing to the comedy in this when she saw like why would i was very confuddled or maybe she left that like oh this will be the thing that i get her to come in and and have a but i felt like she did that after whatever she tried to eat some and she's like you really need to watch that tape because these are laced and she tosses them and i did like the effect of tracking the spell that was cool y'all really trying to redeem this troll but man i love the new effect of harry's powers when he actually transcended into the the veil with hosina Josefina, just there for moral support and well it turns out that being played is a pretty powerful incentive because he's like she or he told me he's like he um her name is anara and she is a charmed one if my answers frighten you vincent then you should cease asking scary questions congratulations you played yourself harry tells them maybe you weren't mad at the charm ones i know them they're good people i know them better than anyone they're wonderful people so where was you doing the pr that was necessary this entire time sir helping them out with their image but i understand you were mourning uh at least he not died knowing that he played into the irony of the situation and when he says maybe you're not mad at them you're mad at someone else he goes where do i even start <laughs> harris like yeah, yeah, yeah i can listen to all of that but i'm gonna need you to tell me what uh nara is planning and he came back and said he really just went into his life story <laughs> but it turns out she just wants to kill all magical beings guardian has been fight clubbing cat not captured by demons she has just been wanting to take out her anger or her feelings on demons i love that all you gotta do to blend in with the demon community is wear black and i feel like that's somehow racist i do and did and appreciated candace mickler in braids and her fighting like she did in Battlestar galactica where she was horrifically treated or her character was anyway why announce we should try to stop this seriously just walk in and declare your intentions will you i come to make an announcement maggie's like these sisters are a mess without realizing that these sisters were you know his wifey's next to him and also mel <laughs> sloppily so not so many months ago and thus you were uh making making some judgments ashani is bowling and trying to catch a threesome 
That dude was all about it, though. She is meant to uh, mirror Mel's character, who also went through a loss and went through emotional things and decided to have her hot girl Summer to run away from her problems. She connects with her, says, look, booze and sex is not the way. She gives her a hug and tells her, I know it's sad that you lost your sisters and you're pretending that you're not okay with it, but you you care and you need to come back and help right now i hate when they say you have to help us because no no one has to do anything back to the guardian one of my favorite lines is charming outfits maggie is thrown off by this woman being not the magical ethereal tree lady that she knows and the responsible person that she knows she's like i don't really care about shit right now you can go fuck up but they decide to get into a fight where she talks to her while they're fighting about the fact that she needs to forgive herself and she knows where she's coming from both ashana ashani and the garden are bickering sisters blaming each other but are able to realize the bomb is something they created to get rid of this dude known as the conqueror and i'm wondering if the conqueror was going to be set up for a villain next season sorry i just hit my keyboard and now i really dragged kayla like that she had to do that she didn't have to do that she's like with the charm ones the wizard one ain't even a real sister <laughs> what her bootleg ass powers she didn't say it but i felt like she did Mel is over it she's like this is what came before us fuck all three of y'all we gonna die with a legacy that isn't a hot ass mess don't believe me just watch i thought this was a little silly like oh the only way to destroy it is to consume its power okay we'll go out there and fix your mess you created it you keep on telling us that we ain't nothing we ain't shit you failed uh excuse me this is still your mess the sister is the one the sister right here just did it and all she had to hear was the word sorry and she decided that that was enough why couldn't y'all have done this before (laughs) but it was a little emotional when she's like harry let us do this they all decide that they're gonna die together with kayla being like i don't regret it because they're like kayla you don't have to do this but she's like no if you hadn't stopped me from leaving then i would not have been here with you two and you are my sisters and then they was like we heard you and so we're gonna die and that's what anara wanted more than anything just to save the universe with her sisters and i'm like okay that's weak sauce mel takes over the blue camellia and promises to always be there for roxy even though she can't guarantee that after seven years she's going to be emotionally in the same place and that is fucking fair but they will always have something you will always have been the one that unstuck me from the position where i was which was being stuck and i love their last conversation i thought it was really cute and i appreciated it maggie is moving out 
Josefina's continuing to stock up the fridge and I feel like that's been her majority job this season Maggie or Mel is not unhappy that Maggie is moving out because she said I didn't want you before because you were running away from something versus running towards something with Jordan Harry has a perfect purpose and I'm glad that they allowed the bromance upstairs in the attic where Harry has decided that he's going to help people transition to the afterlife by being their after life coach and uh you have jordan being like yeah i'm gonna do what you should have thought of a long time ago and not just help witches but help the entire magical community because that's like seriously did he really only help witches i felt like he helped other folks (laughs) i feel like we've seen harry harry help other people so i'm not gonna but yeah i get where he was going with that but i was like i'm pretty sure he did i'm just glad he's a white lighter harry's like there's a message from natasha henstring she went back to her world and there's a message on the door to come into this other world and they're at the sister's house and that's supposed to connect the two shows and then it's over it's done it's a wrap it's finished four seasons completely um sad that this is the last season but i do think that they were able to at least go out on a positive note for the show versus being canceled and terminated when really it's been only failing and everyone's just like yeah the shit should be terminated or or canceled but everyone does have a good feeling at least i do regarding the entirety i don't feel like i wasted my time like the vampire diaries i feel like this was fun it wasn't perfect it definitely had issues but it was fun nevertheless and i will i will be sad when it's gone we do have a shit ton of feedback not a shit ton we got like four or five (laughs) so let's hop on into the mailbag So we're going to start off with Liliana's feedback because she said, I hope this makes sense. I tried to cut the access, but I wrote a final thesis on the show. Word count says seven pages long. (laughs) She know I'm dyslexic, but here we go hello christina i realized while listening to the previous podcast i just jumped into the feedback and would like just and would like to just state my lack of writing in didn't come from not being interested in the show and dropping it from the dropping it from a place of disdain see i'm already fucking up i just didn't have time to watch the show live or stream it because video games took up all my time and i do mean i was hooked which is how I plan to move on past this abrupt end to the show after such a fun season. Abrupt because I didn't think whoever bought the CW would do what they did, but yay, conservative biases. Ooh, I got something to say about the CW, not the CW, but whoever bought them right now, because um, I don't know, that might be the same person, so I ain't gonna put them in the same category, so I'll just say that for another podcast uh i'm not really sure how to start or what to say on this final letter regarding the final episode or my thoughts on it but i'll give it 
my best shot despite current self doing a pretty bang on impression of woozy roxy before her seven year nap which i love despite being or feeling hella called out but i'm getting ahead of myself yeah that was absolutely i don't know why that just made that interaction the more endearing but i've also been there all the time where i forget where what where, what what words are as i just did the beginning montage confused me initially but i caught on by the first static effect i like how the further away from the present the video was the less color there was and how as we caught up to the present quote unquote the video gained color stability and saturation that's a good uh a good detail that i completely forgot to mention i really liked josefina's role in this final episode it may not have been abundant but it was significant and she had a great and she had great zingers i loved her clue s delivery of who done the murder and with what kudos to josefina as well for finding a vhs player in 2022 <laughs> no matter how small the screen on that thin thing was i was surprised mel maggie and josefina weren't shoulder to shoulder squinting at the screen unlike poor jordan later on the episode who was squinting at the screen <laughs> because that thing is just so i'm like what is that i didn't even notice the whole time i was like they just figured it out because i can't i still don't believe i'm yeah like girl did she what do you mean so might have had it up in the attic she was older i was surprised by how grand the dialogue was making roxy and mel sound to me it felt like they got together off screen but i am giving the show a pass because the shortened season had a lot to deal with and i reluctantly accept that developing an on-screen love interest took a backseat to other things like giving ruby a decent send-off if she's not going to be male's love interest the development of the antagonist and main conflict of the season the other sisters and fixing other lingering issues from seasons two and three it sucks but i begrudgingly accept how this show wasn't able to fully give the gay sister the same attention this final season as the others for her romance story but i ended up loving hers more than anyone else's something worth of note that a writer did confirm mel's romance storyline to be open-ended because they didn't want to quote-unquote limit themselves on one hand i'm happy that means i can imagine scenarios where mel gets back with nico or abigail comes back but again it feels like mel got the afterthought compared to macy and harry or jordan and maggie but oh well despite feeling they were rushed roxy and mel's final moment was cute as fuck to me i did get the feeling there was something there i just am unsure because of how little we got to see them interact with each other agree the final kiss between them convinced me that at some point mel did grow a want to be with roxy and it wasn't a fling roxy being jealous of mel possibly getting with other women but only exposing herself because she was sleep drunk was fabulous the lines one seven year hot girl summer and you don't want that roast beef responsibility with chef's kiss yeah i love their last interaction i think that was the favorite thing to me with all the relationships so even though they they may have given more attention to them i think that they all sucked and <laughs> i did not care by the end other than 
least Jordan's happy, but I wish it had came with a lot more apology. To comment on something mentioned in the previous podcast, I did feel Maggie didn't deserve Jordan throughout a lot of the episode this season. But a few episodes into the season, I accepted Maggie and Jordan were going to be a mess for narrative reasons. Jordan did not deserve a lot of the things Maggie put him through, even though she was hurting. Agreed. In my opinion, Maggie and Jordan took on the will they, won't they role that Hasty left behind with the uncertainty stemming from Maggie trying to grieve Macy. However, I stake them being together by the end of the season because Maggie has that main character insurance after all. (laughs) It feels like Jordan and Maggie suffered the same rushed effect Roxy and Mel had. No, they... I'll wait until you finish. But as I theorize, it's probably due to a shorter season. Things had to be focused on and as a result, other things became self-sustaining plants. Or maybe Mel and Maggie's romantic subplot suffered from attempts to not overfocus on a ship like what happened with Macy and Harry. I get where you're coming from there. I felt the stuff with Maggie and Jordan though. It wasn't even will they, won't they? It was Maggie, why are you being such a bitch? <laughs> that's again, that's my feelings. It was it was a rotation of things versus a delving of anything it was frustrating to watch it wasn't it wasn't even like uh you know well they at least with the harry macy and even the abigail bullshit it was something but what they were doing with them too was just making maggie seem like the villain and jordan is pudding and everyone loves pudding the final kiss between maggie and jordan was adorable the hum of satisfaction from jordan at getting to kiss maggie was a nice touch yeah he was head over heels in love with her and i feel like she just could have given that to him a lot sooner uh where was i i think i lost my place there we go we didn't get a lot of kayla in this final episode but i think that isn't too bad considering she had a lot of focus in the earlier episodes agreed r.i.p her banana fritters craving (laughs) mel just tossed them out of her hand that was a good comedic moment it was r.i.p anyone or anything that eats them though in her defense who besides kayla eats found food in the middle of the road an animal she just killed a deer or a fox or another piece of roadkill (laughs) that i'm pretty sure i'm not gonna lose any sleep over I have nowhere else to fit this without breaking the flow horribly, but Jordan's comment about sisterhood after the sisters commented about their periods all starting days apart made me realize how this show gave us a positive spin on sync menstruation cycles between close women other than than how those comments are usually used in a derogatory manner, even if it's for setting up a joke. That's a good point. Still weird, but good point. I love how they managed to give us a look at the dynamic of the original charm ones of the world. They were so interesting. And if it wasn't so glum about the can- if I wasn't so glum about the cancellation of the show, I would dare entertaining entertain the idea that a company would want to give those three their own show. Ashani is the wild drugged banana fritter lady who drugged Kayla. Is she? I can't remember any of the names. And I can't believe they made uh gave the gay viewers this icon right before the sisters ended oh yeah (laughs) because they all were playing off each other and she got it 
the writers just really said this 10,000 year old gay witch gets credit for inventing bowling and i respect their spirit behind that choice candace mcclure's character being ashita is that her name i've been calling her guardian who fights in a club that must not be named per the hypothetical rules of fight club <laughs> an unexpected but fun surprise nice to know she wasn't stuck inside a tree for ten thousand years the final sister ended up being best villain of the whole series i i don't know about that but i will accept your verdict <laughs> but i love that you know the rules of fight club anara is by far in my opinion the best villain out of all the seasons we got they're throwing charity and alistair well i mean it's not that they were great anari actually won over the sisters in the timeline and almost got away with her plan in the final timeline but managed to be reasonable enough to work towards the magical beings not going extinct and saving the current charm ones even if it meant her death so soon after getting out of the clink <laughs> he said the clink um that's fair i think i liked uh, uh i don't even remember who they were um the models when they came out i liked them for some reason and maybe just because they made me laugh there's no purpose no purpose to like them they just look like you know mutt and jeff <laughs> but <laughs> i like their style and their sass I like how the season ended with us seeing how Vera Danso how Vera Danso Tria grew from who they were at the start of the season. This even applies towards the end with Mel encouraging Maggie to move out to try and build a future for herself, seeing that Maggie is happy and in a healthier mental state compared to when she wanted to move out at the start of the show. Sure, the moment was cheesy, but in my opinion, a show like Charm can't be a solemn and actiony as what they tried in season two without losing the appeal of trying to imagine a family thrust into magical and misadventures without the everyday sibling squabbles and after what is charmed new and old if not a, and after all what is charmed new and old if not a show about a dysfunctional family trying to get along which speaking of i really like that despite these three ten thousand year old witches being legends in the magical community they were shown to argue like three ordinary sisters to the point that the current charm ones were just kind of in shock watching them party. <laughs> they really were they're just like i know there was a betrayal but where is the love y'all acting like two-year-olds right now uh where is that with speaking i really like that despite oh wait i already said that to the point that the current charm ones were just in shock watching them argue once again the show delivered on that jerry 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 Jerry, Jerry. We even got the Cross family shading that would happen in the question segment. <laughs> Stop making me laugh, seriously. Um. never gonna get through this i am not gonna get through this <laughs> what a fun episode and our actress had the snappy body language down now that was funny that that was of course we got to see harry and jordan's growth the fact that kayla was so fucking offended too and the rest of them were too like whoa whoa that's low that's 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 low 
Jordy B is so sure of where he stands in the magical community with his relationship and with his relationship with Maggie. Harry being able to try and move on from grieving Macy. I'm glad I wasn't alone in disliking Harry for majority of the season for being so distant to the point of him feeling uncaring of the world around him. Yeah, he was he was he was he was on one this whole season. And I feel like it was not as called out. <laughs> even like i don't want to help with this bar uh but it is part of what you're supposed to 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 care about right like you know overall the meta commentary about cancel culture throughout this season was initially a tough thing to reflect on but having seen how they applied it to the story throughout all its episodes i enjoyed the meta commentary more than it caused discomfort at the realizations of how our biases can make us seem especially when we get to more hard standing territory about beliefs i think a major reason to why i feel the good outweighed the bad in regards to the meta commentary is because i feel all of the teams that worked on this show all show they tried to listen and deliver to the fans even if that varied because of biases i think all of us who watch tv regularly can think of more than a handful of cases where that was not the relationship at all between the people running a show and the fan base yup in a sense we were lucky that all three showrunners and their teams were so receptive to the criticism i agree you know you're gonna get criticism (laughs) you're just that's part of and parcel of whatever art that you do i mean i write shit all the time where i think it's great and it sucks and if people critique it i can't be like oh my god you're attacking me i'm gonna listen but if you're just telling me horrible things (laughs) about me as a person that's not criticism (laughs) that's that's bullying behavior but i agree with that completely i think that is one of the best things that we've seen recently out of some of these cw shows is that they do have a uh you know if you have a point to make and you make that point intelligently they will listen to what you have to say and say you know what that, that i didn't see it from that perspective because everyone doesn't have the same experiences and other people still we're still in this very new phase too of how we've always been there right previously because i think people and i'm a little bit older i'm not sure how old you are sorry and i'm not gonna ask but older women or as someone who is older i say older women and watch tv my entire life since i was 10 years old glued to a fucking television screen i can tell you tv isn't what it used to be it was all about the movies and now it's much more about what's coming through your television screen or your device in the comfort of your home and because of that change in tv and culture you're now looking at those characters um and you're you're we're also in a weird place in culture where we're we're uh discussing things like identity and um you know representation and, and things like that so it still is a new thing that's also being placed in as much as we want to make those changes right away man motherfucking when when scandal came out that was like the first black actress that was like on her own show on abc i think people forget because and i and not forget because those are that those older that forget but then younger don't have that experience to know just how far we've actually come from where we are 
if you don't have that perspective you don't get it because you're seeing the immediacy of what you want and how it should be versus it is change is always in baby steps i even said this about me losing weight because i'm looking at the the scale and i'm looking at the thing like oh why isn't this happening and i realized that's exactly why i keep fucking failing because i'm waiting for that quick turnaround that quick change to what i want and the minute people keep the way if you keep thinking that way you're never going to be satisfied you're always going to be bad and you're going to turn yourself into a miserable person and then nobody's going to like you uh, except for your crowd i'm getting off track and so did i uh from my intended format for the letter but since it's a good segue to my observations of what people said about mel and sometimes maggie reflecting biases people may not have been aware of or at least i hope people didn't actively choose to say that stuff like she should die or no one watches this show for mel that's rude i mean i've been critical of her acting in some cases but i would never or maggie isn't black enough to be given black focused or whoa what see this is why i'm going fandoms this is why i can't do it Mm-mm, that shit is not okay that is not okay y'all need to stop taken just because they lighter skin i know there's a i know there's a fucking history there but jesus christ that i mean all you doing is pushing them to the other side and then wondering why they looking at us and we calling them coons <laughs> uh, maybe because we telling them they're not black enough that's a, that's something i do not like that at all i hate and i have a biracial daughter myself and mm, that's not okay despite knowing how they came off as that being a racist slash colorist or homophobic internalized or not i don't want to speak out of place on the maggie issue but did not uh, but did want to address that those criticisms were used a lot even in season one so i'm calling the episode where she talks to macy about sharing the same father cheap or maggie struggling with her identity as a waste of time what i'm just going to uh not allow my blood pressure to rise on that one on the male side of that bias from critics of the show that mel is a brown spanish-speaking gay woman means so much that people that seeing people saying she should be killed off and replaced by or with another black witch felt like attack at times considering that latino slash hispanic representation in television is non-existent it's a whole issue that can be better explained through articles that go into detail uh better than me oh wait go into detail then by me who isn't trying to extend this letter longer than it already is <laughs> too late he's like i got you bitch <laughs> must put it on on the end i'm just teasing you i really am we know that the that usa television gets dubbed in other countries where the only way people watching get exposure to lgbtq plus people is through the imported u.s media countries where gay men are rarely seen on the homemade programs so if the gay men are struggling that much gay women of color in those places are like myths we all know and hear why representation is so important to how we see and understand the world around us and this show with mel gave women of color someone to if this thing pops up one more time to possibly reflect on why maybe they don't feel head over heels at the thought of marriage with a man that 
speculation in turn could possibly prevent a unhappy marriage in the viewer's future where they feel they have to pretend or convince themselves they are happy while Josefina is a brown speaking woman the importance of Mel being a gay main character where the focus of the story wasn't being gay her being interested in women was a side plot agreed because you'd have shows out there like Pose and I heard it's a really great show in P-Valley and a lot of other shows but it's not it very much is all about their sexuality meant a lot and just in case it needs to be clarified Josefina being a trans woman which I quite frankly forgot about because that girl looked I mean she I thought mm -mm. I don't know if it's rude to say I thought she was a girl or I was like I I viewed her as a woman I never at any point was like she's a trans woman I was like that's Josefina she's cool you know she stocks up the fridge (laughs) and she's good with the sisters but I I that's another huge thing right because i'm seeing a character that's introduced as a trans character but i completely that's irrelevant to the characterization even though it is important of course it doesn't it's not uh transcendent upon them still being a person like that's just something else that Josefina is that is important to have in the show i remember i was watching what was that show i fucking love that show the outsiders and they had a trans character and i fucking was so mad i didn't get to see the trans character more in their relationship because <laughs> that was the best most interesting i want to know more about the things i don't not the shit i already see every damn day to circle back to biases uh and you said and she replied being a trans woman doesn't necessarily mean she's gay to circle back to biases it's easy to say that for myself mel was my bias despite going in this show into this show and initially identifying with macy moore throughout a decent chunk of season one mel became my bias by the end of season end of season one christina you will remember me saying how back when i started the show mel helped me come to terms with not being completely straight because of that i will remember this show in the character of mel vera fondly and i think that's important i think that that's also something um the actress and the show should know that they have been able to accomplish she continues not to say she is the sole reason i accepted myself watching how lena and kara paralleled lots of romantic tropes i had seen in cheesy rom-coms growing up with each other helped me understand myself as well since i'm giving credit where credit is due i don't know who lena or kara are so you just gonna have to tell me offline despite my bias towards mel i had to check i didn't completely go overboard and consider her the star of the show (laughs) admittedly i failed that and had to check myself repeatedly at times because that would take away the importance of maggie and macy and the representation they gave others that's not to say though that you should not i mean ever that's natural i mean that's a natural thing it's to be aware of your biases and don't have them control you that's never to say you shouldn't have your biases no one's why i mean i love the flash i love everything about the flash but i'm not pretending like iris island is not not number one that's just how it is she's black i'm black we're black females i'm not gonna relate to anyone else because no one else is a black female <laughs> as much as i'm gonna relate to iris west island this reboot reboot being diverse in skin tones sexuality and gender identities mattered greed the sentiment that this show mattered is something i wish some og fans could admit to 
but i know some will refuse to be because they aren't the original straight white women of the og series my thoughts on the og series if you feel curious on whether to check it out uh he og the og series aged like milk but the first but the first three seasons are solid if you can get how dated the show is nope <laughs> i have no interest like i'm i i get people trying to talk me into it that's fair uh but i have no interest to watching and this is not no offense to any of them that there's nothing that's going to connect me to that show sorry it's just not <laughs> it's nothing i'm going to relate to and it being dated makes it worse it's okay to admit that sometimes our favorite things don't slash won't stand the test of time or strain of time and the changes time brings that is facts because i loved me some merlin and i went back and watched merlin because i told mimi and shy that it was a good show and i was like "Woo, this show is shitty <laughs> i felt bad i dragged them through it just because i really wanted to just vicariously live through the uh romance that was guinefer guinefer Gwen and Arthur that was the best thing about this show but I could have just sent them like a whole damn compilation we have to go through the episodes because it did not age well at all with the reboot being done I hope people looking back on the show try to remember that this reboot gave us lots of people uh representation that the OG didn't provide and that is why the show mattered so much it's been an experience watching it it's been fun talking about it and hope the people who worked on this final season are proud as they should be and are able to find new jobs at a better place than the cw or whatever it will be called going forward yeah once they take flash i don't even know if i'll be watching anything on this whatever this is network going forward if i didn't find it's w-a-t to you <laughs> i don't know what that means if i didn't find it's what to you an article from the tv line on what season oh okay what season five might have been i saw that i didn't look at it though before i go i got to admit that i tried a fair amount to make you and other listeners laugh with my rambling (laughs) so you were you were successful and since i don't know when i'll next find a show you happen to be reviewing i'm going to miss writing in and contemplating how to silly my takes to maybe get a chuckle here or there trevor mimi christina and to the others who wrote in with their feedback it's been fun good luck out there peace hair grease and black girl magic i thought that was a beautiful letter liliana to the show i hope the showrunners listen (laughs) and that they hear how the show affected and impacted you and your life and the great things that it has done for the years that it has been on the air i'm going to take a break from reading and i'm going to uh play an audio from trevor hi christina i hope you're doing well i am here to give my final review of charm season four episode 13 um I thought it was a good episode overall. Um, there was a couple of things that I felt was very kind of rush, and I kind of get it. And I also wanted like a little bit more action and a bigger battle scene, but I, I guess I understand why that couldn't happen as well. One, because of budget probably. And two, just time as well. Especially given that they probably 
had to really wrap up a lot of stuff. Um, but I guess I'll just get into it. Josefina, I'm glad she was in this episode, and I'm glad she like contributed a lot. But where does she get the VCR player? Can anybody explain that to me? Like, does she does she carry one with her? Do they have a VCR player at their house and she brought it from their place? Like, how did how did the VCR player come about? Like, I because if Michaela was there, then I could assume, oh, she conjured it. But no, Michaela wasn't there. So where does she get a VCR player? Um I enjoyed how, you know, they watched the tape and basically they were trying to get everybody together um, so that, you know, the events that led up to the evil charm one coming back didn't come back. Um, I'm probably not going to go in any order right now, but I guess I'm just going to touch upon a few points. The blonde lady and the blockbuster place very useless like we could have done without her really in this final episode like i think her purpose was served a couple episodes ago um i'm trying to think of other stuff when michaela and mel went to find one of the charm ones at the boiling the boiling bowling i can't even talk right now at the place um that she was like basically hanging out and hiding out i thought that was interesting um i thought it was interesting how you know mel was able to connect with her through her own experience after the loss of macy and i guess gave her a hug and that did enough to convince her to go with them and then with maggie and jordan going to the other charm one and finding out that she's been fighting demons as well i didn't know she could leave the tree i thought she was like stuck at the tree and couldn't leave um but i guess that's not the case like i feel like i wish they would have set that up a little bit more to let us know like oh yeah she can leave the tree and go to other other places in the world um I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I I enjoy how with these OG charm ones, um, they kind of you, they kind of tied it back to the beginning of the season with Mel and Maggie and just their respective journeys of either, you know, going out and just fighting demons or going and having a hot girl summer and just kind of like, you know, using sex and drinking to kind of grieve with the loss of Macy. So I appreciate how the lessons they've learned throughout the season, they were able to pass that on and help the OG charm ones kind of move past their their situation and come together to at least try to bring back their other sister. Um, so when the OG charm ones and the new charm ones get together and they're resurrecting, um, their evil sister i i have to say um i was expecting to be a big battle once that evil charm one came back and instead it wasn't and it was more of like just sisters arguing and the charm the the new charm ones the ones that we're familiar with were like hey uh you know 
you guys need to put yourself together or put your differences together. We need to save the world. And if you guys can't, then we're just going to do it because our legacy is going to show us being together and not ruining the sisterhood compared to your legacy. So I, I don't know. I just felt that it was a lot. It was very rushed. I felt that we didn't get really enough time to have them really talk things through. Because after the the new charm ones left, um, they went to try to sacrifice themselves to stop the the bomb from exploding. And then out of nowhere, each of the OG charm ones, they come back and um, they basically sacrifice themselves. And in my head, I was like, but you caused this. Like, you're, you're trying to go out as a hero, but in my mind, uh, at least the evil charm one isn't really a hero because you changed your mind very quickly. Um, you were like, I'm done. I'm going to, you know, save the world this time with my sisters, even though you were about to cause the destruction of the world. Um, so yeah, I... I wasn't really happy with that, but again, I understand with time and budget, you know, it was, it is what it is. Um, and then, you know, the end day, I'm glad we did like a flash, a flash forward and we see, you know, Mel and Maggie, they come back together and Mel gives her blessing, um, for Maggie and Jordan to move in together. Uh, in my head though, when I saw that price on the 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 lease i was like how is maggie able to afford this and is jordan still in law school because i thought he was still in law school and i thought maggie was still an undergrad so where are they getting the money to pay for all of this uh i don't know if macy had a life insurance policy and left them like a lot of money or if they were able to sell their portion of safe space i have no idea but I was like, that seems like a lot of money for two students if they have not shown us that they have a job um, or any like financial way of, of paying for this. Um, but I'm, I'm at least glad that Maggie and Jordan, they end up they they're ending up together. Um, I also liked how Mel I liked Mel and Roxy's part at the end. I thought it was a little funny with Mel um or with roxy kind of like uh not being able to talk properly just because it was almost time for her hibernation but i thought it was cute and i also thought it was a good honest conversation of you know mo doesn't know where she's gonna be romantically she might be with someone else but what she does know is that she wants she'll still greet roxy and she'll still be there for roxy so i i appreciated that part a lot um what else what else with Michaela when she came out with the painting I thought it was ugly um let me rephrase I thought it was not ugly and that's that's mean I thought it was a it was like a little hard to kind of figure out what is this that I'm looking at like who's who um I, I kind of wish we would have gotten a little bit more of what Michaela is gonna do next because Mel's gonna be running the bar um, the blue comedian, Camellia or whatever, Maggie and Jordan, they're going to move in together. Is Michaela moving back to Philly? Is Michaela going to be staying there with Mag with Mel? Is, are they going to just be roommates? Um, 
I also appreciated how Harry is, you know, he's actually going to be using his powers to help um, people move forward with their lives. So I'm, I'm glad we're getting that. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. And then the ending. I I like the ending a lot, but it was already spoiled for me anyway in the trailer that they released last week. And Christina, I totally get why you don't like watching trailers. Like after that, I am kind of like turned off by it. I was turned off because I'm like, oh, this is happening towards the end. And there's really nothing. It's, it's kind of like I felt like they left us on a big cliffhanger in a way because they traveled through the multiverse to the, you know, charm universe of the 1990s, early 2000s show. And they go to the Hollywell Manor and, um, you know, they, they walk in and obviously no one's home. The doors unlock because that was classic in the OG charm where they always kept their front door locks. And I'm like, you guys may be magical, but that's still not safe. Like lock the door. Um, and, you know, they they just go in and you don't know what's going to happen next. So uh, I, I feel like this is a, the, a good enough ending that they could give us just based off of time and budget. But I also feel like they left us on a big cliffhanger as well. Kind of like, well, what's going to happen next? And maybe it's not really a cliffhanger. Maybe it's just to show us that even though we're not going to get a season five, the charm ones are going to still have adventures. Um, you know, we'll just not be privy to that. But overall, like, I think this entire season has been great. Um, a lot better than the last couple of season and very consistent and also very good at tying in you know other seasons to this so i really appreciate that a lot um uh, i'm gonna miss the show and i i really really did hope that we would get a season five but who knows maybe maybe they'll do like a a quick movie to wrap it up i i doubt it i seriously doubt it actually but you know, if they did, that would have been great just to have like a movie to kind of close everything out the way it should have been closed out. But anyway, um, Christina, thank you so much for the last few years and just your feedback and your reviews and thoughts on on Charm. It has been very you've been very helpful, especially during the pandemic. And I've enjoyed listening to your feedback every single week. Um, I will definitely, definitely listen to other episodes that you do and other shows that you do. Um, and, uh, thank you again for everything and to everybody else who, you know, who's listening or, um, sent in their, their feedback. I've enjoyed everybody's thoughts and, um, and views on this, but that's, that's everything on my end, um, from charm. So this is my last review of charm talk to you soon and have a great rest of the week and have a great week that was trevor with his thoughts on the finale uh had me cracking up as well i love when you start with um so that basically means yeah it wasn't a great great finale <laughs> that, that was my exact feelings it's like i'm not it's the last episode i ain't gonna trash it it wasn't terrible but definitely felt a little bit rushed. I can definitely understand that. 
I love your 2020 vision as always being able to spot things like prices because I wasn't even looking at that at all <laughs> and now I want to go back and see how much would a one-bedroom apartment go in Seattle uh he's you're like me because I also just cannot believe that a VCR player was found <laughs> <laughs> I think it was some kind of kind of video camera thing, but I am still shocked that they were able to retrieve this type of device that feels as if it is out as as outdated as the Atari. It's like, oh, have you seen an Atari lately? No, because what is that and why did it exist? Oh, because before some other better technology like a PlayStation. Oh, great. So why would anyone go back to play it? And why does it still exist? it's like going back to something that perfectly that perfectly that absolutely is worse than the current product uh but yeah natasha and strings i'm not sure what she was supposed to do but i felt like it was nothing but hang around i i gotta say it did feel very rushed but i also am saying with you it's like what else are you going to do at this point we've all been really working to this moment so it didn't need to be as explosive as it could have been which is why i'm not mad at it uh and why you had to play kayla's drawing <laughs> it's, it's ugly that was mean but it was <laughs> art is sub subjective i didn't even pay attention to that drawing i didn't even lie she was like she's drawing something whatever uh <laughs> i was freaking out because i was like you can make shit come to life girl you're gonna have three uh identical sisters that you're gonna have to let out in the world and explain some things to because that's how i know your how your powers work so um that's funny uh, i'm glad you'll be following some of the other shows that i do and i look forward to hopefully hearing some feedback on said other shows that i am doing uh i know every show is not for everybody but hopefully something on the the roster tickles your fancy and i will too miss charmed of course and i have enjoyed your feedback this last year immensely we have more written feedback this time from jaylee I wonder if she starts it off with, I'm sending you a four page letter and I enclosed it with a kiss. Okay. <laughs> Let me just put myself back on track. Here we are. Jaylee says, Hey, Christina. Hi, girl. How you doing? These are my pre watch thoughts. Meh. I know they may not have meant for this to be a series finale or it was written in a way that could have been a could have been and also not at the same time but what the heck was that it was so rushed yet drawn out at the same time also how many commercials can one episode of tv have i'm going to rewatch tomorrow and digest so i can feel how i'm feeling <laughs> that is fair enough that is fair enough Two days later, she says, dot, dot, dot. I've digested and rewatched, and I'm still firmly planted in the meh category. I cannot fault you for that. Things that I liked. Jordan and Maggie getting back together. 
maggie moving out on good terms even though i don't know if her moving in with jordan right when they got back together is a good idea but i'll roll with it it is nice for her to take this step as a natural progression in her life instead of in response to trauma and neglect with and from male though jordan moving into the manor with the revolving door of people that are constantly in and out would be hilarious actually i would have enjoyed that but no one wants to keep fucking right next door to your sister who can hear it all and is probably going or 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 got like a bullhorn out at least she does her business elsewhere sorry real quick but has jordan ever had a conversation with mel you know not sure this is a serious question have the two of them shared a scene together with just the toes too i feel like we did get one because we kept saying wow they're talking to each other i think it's when they went and got the bowl mel taking over the blue camellia in season one when mel left her grad program she said she wanted to find what she wanted to do then the beginning of season two saw her trying to be one woman council of l be a one woman council of elders i sincerely think if the original showrunners from season one stayed we would have seen the sisters taking over as the leaders of the magical community and the trials and tribulations of that mel reorganizing the leadership of the magical community is the job her character was born to do she was so focused on getting her powers back in season two because the magical community needed the charm ones then once she did it's like her storyline was non-existent all of a sudden she was reaching or teaching again and just sort of existing i feel like you said you don't much care about the whole male quitting school and going back to teach thing i could be wrong about your opinion on that lol nah you're right but it was dumb (laughs) but it was dumb homegirl has been needing something to do on her own outside of a romantic relationship for two seasons her taking over the bar is a great way for her to help the magical community and generally fulfill her destiny as a fair and just leader Josefina of course I would fall completely in love with Josefina in the last episode it's totally on brand for me she was great in going back to her completing the power of three I would have liked that not just as a way to keep from overloading the show with too many characters but also because I think development for her would have been really interesting and engaging the conclusion to the conflict as a broad concept by this i mean if you tell the story of what happened in the finality finale step by step i like it for the most part the time travel getting the og charm ones together side note i feel like when i said og last time you thought i meant from the og show but now that i think about it maybe you didn't <laughs> my stomach hurts and i'm delirious but i meant og as in the first charm ones in this show's canon not from the other show ah got you having the og sisters figure out their crap having them sacrifice themselves to absorb the bomb and protect the world one last time that's very interesting even having harry use his powers to talk to the troll that dude that killed himself who i think is a troll i i love that that he is actually a troll <laughs> like are you mad at the world are you mad at them for something else i think you're misdirecting your anger <laughs> meta commentary says sarcastically <laughs> i 
just now put that together if you could not tell which is why i'm hysterically laughing over here that was interesting because the writers created a scenario where harry using this or his like let me move the mouse while harry using his was the only option to solve the problem this is something i've been asking for all season with all these sisters powers for them to have to use them to solve whatever problem they come across not even just for big things for little things too like during their everyday life but i digress yeah if i have powers i don't understand i wouldn't like if i had a headache yeah you'd best believe i'd have something in the book of shadows that cures migraines or hangovers why are you acting like magic isn't an option overall i thought the events of the finale were interesting and cool it was the actual execution that was lacking for me agreed things i didn't like side quest palooza so many freaking side quests why do we need to spend time bowling with ishta why do we have to have a mediocre fight scene with maggie and isha the question marks are because i don't know if i have their names right i don't either it was a lot of everyone splitting up to do stuff that i think could have been cut for scenes or of everyone all together the end of the conflict in action why the heck did anara change her mind so quickly yeah that was that that was way too quick i mean that was like whiplash (laughs) she just said fuck you (laughs) and then two minutes later we heard you i will say i love the banter between the og charmed ones i could have watched a season with their story leading up to their split honestly yeah i'm so about that like that could have been a whole ass spinoff but there was no indication that she was going to change her mind at all during that conversation it felt so rushed especially considering all the time we spent on other stuff that could have been used to flesh out slash hash out their issue more as trevor said we didn't need to go back to blockbuster lady we didn't need them need to hold hands so that they can just watch what's happening on the screen it it was irrelevant we could have kept those five minutes and given it to that i agree what if mel got her time powers back and was able to freeze time so maggie could do some therapy on them how did anara go from wanting to have a world full of magic to killing all the magical creatures why wasn't her plan to get the source out of the tree to absorb it and release the magic like she wanted in the past why didn't she want to infect the water supply with black amber so everyone could become magical well that's just retreading prod (laughs) ma'am but i also get what you're saying why did she go from nuance hurting and justifiably angry a justifiable angry villain to mustache twirling blowing everything up villain in one episode i love harry don't we all but i would have rather had him or maybe one of the magical creatures jesus lord i swear if it's more than one enunciation it just doesn't work for me that sacrificed themselves last episode step in her place to absorb the blast then have her change her mind out of literally nowhere at the last minute did i miss how the guardian was able to leave the tree (laughs) she's been rolling for a minute did macy take her place and that unbound her from the tree that's actually a question i think it did maybe it did i thought that the sisters who died from the who died from each trio all joined her in the tree but that potentially that is potentially based on zero evidence i really don't understand was i not paying attention can you answer this for me please no i cannot because it's not adding up you know (laughs) these are all great follow-up questions for the showrunner 
<laughs> you might want to check out that uh that article that 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 liliana was referencing <laughs> maybe they got answers there she's like she came to me like you're the source of all knowledge to tell me the path that they were i have no fucking clue i wasn't even half paying attention to any of that because it stopped making sense about 20 minutes in and i just rode with it things i'm on the fence about them going to the og house at the end i think the concept of bridging the two shows is interesting in theory but in practice if there was a season five i don't know how it would have worked that also goes into i'm not sure if they refilmed those last five minutes and i don't know if ending in the og house was the emotional impact i would have gone with to end the show i know they were 50 50 on a renewal when they wrote the episode but they wrote it knowing it could be the end of the series and i don't know i think i'm just ambivalent i think that they they wrote something that was going to be satisfactory it's almost if you're 50 50 you should be filming two endings this is my personal opinion with um filming i know it's not always ideal but i think with shows going forward with the the fluctuation of how shows are canceled and you never get a satisfying ending you know if you're on the bubble halfway through especially shows that continue to film like i understand if it's like raised by wolves or some other shows that have already filmed but they're technically still filming at the time like they'll put out five episodes and they're still in the process of wrapping things up so i think once those numbers start to come in you have a better understanding but you should if you were someone like in this particular position i would like on the cw i think even um the showrunner from the flash eric wallace even said like next season could be our last season so now i have to write it like it's our last season i can't write it and i think that's something that's just inherently learned over time that you have to put out there a film at least like two not radically changed endings but uh something that hey if we don't get picked up we have at least done this but I do feel like that might have been okay for other fans. Again, I'm not a fan of the OG show, so I don't know. Um, where was I? They were, or they were 50 50 on the renewal when they wrote the episode, but they wrote it knowing it could be the end of the series. And I don't know. I'm, I think I'm just being ambivalent words. It would have been interesting to see how they would write a season five that concluded the OG show. The magic worked differently on the OG show. Personal gain consequences were more overt. The effect for orbing was different. The morality is very black and white. I guess that could be explained away because it's literally a different universe. I'm on the fence about this one. I do like that it was open-ended. Uh, that it was that it was open-ended. That feels more real than the flash forward to everyone getting a happy ending with spouses and kids. True. But I would have been happy with them just hanging out in their own world too. Also true. Or I also can see that point. Overall, this finale was satisfying enough, but very meh in my opinion. I just watched a couple of episodes from season one. It was cheesy and campy, but it still holds up and was way more entertaining and engaging in my opinion. I'm glad the show ended on a good note and was able to get an ending and not a cliffhanger, but this has been a bumpy ride to say the least super quick thought on the bat 
super quick thought on the batman from your feedback last week i like when bruce wayne in public is very similar to tony stark a billionaire playboy who's burning through his dead parents money is kind of dumb like unlike uh is kind of dumb unlike tony stark and has a different woman in his bed every night then when he's batman he's super serious and stoic and completely mission oriented and always the smartest man in the room one thing i really liked about the movie was that they had him being a detective not a lot not a lot of live action batman movies lean into detective batman so i really like that batman is the greatest detective in the world and in my opinion he found too much information via random info dump from random characters there were some scenes where it was pure chance that he figured stuff out and it wasn't him it was a random character that gave him the answer it's dumb but the police officer telling him about the carpet pusher thing annoyed me because i'm like if anyone would know what a random tool in a dude (laughs) who loves riddle's house is it would be batman (laughs) i will say that when it got to that point of the movie i was over the movie like i could have like those last 40 minutes man just could have been put straight on dvd or something i don't know so i can't even argue with that you're completely right that was just that whole scene i didn't like at all oh or earlier in the film when alfred figured something out i can't remember what the cipher probably and i'm like why isn't bruce connecting these dots why does it feel like alfred is smarter than bruce right now well it's a cipher he's like what 28 (laughs) i don't know i didn't care much about the joker revealing i didn't even think we needed the joker so i just brushed over that and because i didn't watch the bonus scene i didn't have to figure that out much (laughs) because i didn't want to see anymore because if you're doing the joker next this all you needed to do was show him laughing you didn't even like i thought the joker was that little scene was fine so i'm wondering if uh huh i didn't let me just finish i didn't care much about the joker revealing the Riddler's plan was mad and oh you stopped there the Riddler's plan was mad convoluted but seems pretty on brand for him and Catwoman was okay I guess girl that was the best Catwoman I've seen ever done shit I love Halle Berry to death but they fucked her over in that movie and we literally saw her in another movie playing a spy which made me even angrier that they could not do better in that Catwoman movie and I'm sorry but Anne Hathaway as Catwoman is not fucking Catwoman to me I don't know what a lot of the people keep praising her damn performance and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) i i did not like her catwoman the only one i've liked is zoe kravitz's catwoman and michelle pfeiffer because michelle pfeiffer did the damn thing i didn't care much about the joker review oh you already already said that jim gordon was my favorite part of the movie if i'm being honest also take everything i say with a grain of salt i've only seen the movie once and when i went there was a couple who talked through the entire movie so i was so pissed off through most of it lol i watched it in the comfort of my i'm so glad if i would have saw it in the theater i would have had a different reaction to it because i would have been more frustrated at the uh because it was through i would have definitely been more frustrated and taken off way more points for the uh the length of the movie if i was in a fucking theater because that means that i have to get up and go to the bathroom at some point because it's three fucking hours and i don't know when it's the right moment to get up and anytime that that is an actual problem i have to think about in the theater you have made too long of a fucking movie all right now i got those feelings out 
okay now thank you again for reading this i considered recording but i'm not trying to hear my own voice on your podcast no ma'am until next time peace uh jaylee i fully understand <laughs> i have i have podcasts where i listen to and they're like yeah just send some some feedback and i listen to my own voice and i'm still like no <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm gonna make you read this fucking I, I try to keep it short now now that i the read the feedback i'm like oh i ain't gonna send anyone loud feedback because the struggle was real not because i don't love reading the feedback is that i know i sound really terrible when i'm reading <laughs> so thank you for dealing with me tripping over all of your words as i read the feedback uh, by sending it in and hopefully i hear from you on another show as well and that is going to wrap up our feedback unfortunately mimi is living her best life in paris after having so many life-altering things happen so she wasn't able to get to the the last episode but i know that she's gonna enjoy really listening to everyone else's feedback as well she's gonna be salting as fuck so <laughs> i'm sure i'm gonna get a message like this one's so fun i'm like you know sometimes you gotta go out there and be an adult and you doing the adult thing and i'm proud of you so farewell charmed it's been real and uh, i guess the only thing to do is uh let the spice girls take us on out Bye-bye.